All right, welcome to the playground. My name is Eddie Flewellen. I am your host, and tonight's guest is uh, Kim Yarborough, vocalist, actress, violinist. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> Songwriter. Um, and uh, as we talked about earlier, Kim has pretty much done it all in the business. And um, first of all, Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so I'm so glad you could do this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Me too. Um, with that, let's 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 go on. Tell us a little bit about about Kim Yarbrough, the things that Kim, you know, <laughs> I don't even know where to start because I mean, there's like so much. Like I do want to start. Well, let me let me start here. Um, your first, what I saw, your first appearance was something called 2081, where you were the featured violinist. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you about that because I'm a musician and that was my, 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 my training was classical. I, I started on piano classical. Yes. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm partial to that part of your career. So, yes. um, okay. Classical piano. Yes. I started with classical piano at six. Uh oh, okay. And, but I always knew I wanted to play the violin from the time I was four. And so I had to bug my parents for three years because mm -hmm. I knew, but you know, four-year-old kid saying, I want to play the violin. I know I can play it. I know I can do it. It's like, you know, trying to tell your mom and dad, I know how to swim. Right. <laughs> and, how did uh, you come about that though? Because I mean, with me, it was like, you know, we're going to take piano lessons and that's it. I mean, and you're you coming up. You don't, you don't question authority. You do I, what you're told. <laughs> so. Yeah, I did. I took piano, a lot of mm -hmm. kicking and screaming. I'm glad my mother made me go to piano preparatory school for eight years. I'm glad she awesome. did that from the okay. time I was eight to 16. But mm -hmm. I started at six with the neighborhood piano teacher whom I just really didn't care for that much. <laughs> but at the age of four, you know, my mom was, uh, she was an artist, like a craftsperson. She would give you a okay. gift and the, the wrapping would be more expensive than the gift sometimes. Uh, okay. She would uh. really make a big deal out of it. And so she had this little media thing. It was a, a plastic violin and she wasn't going to use it. So I adopted it from the time mm -hmm. I was four and I used an ink pen. You could put rubber bands on it, like strings. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. my favorite toy. Oh, okay. So it was, it was a toy violin. It was a toy violin. And I, I cherished that thing. I took care of it. I put it away. It was like, it was a pet. Do you remember what it was about it that, that like really attracted you, especially at four years old? Do you remember what it was about it that this this toy that was like so special to you because it was the it was the closest i could get to a violin a real violin at that time okay because okay. i knew i could play the very first time i picked it up i could play mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know you tell your parents this for three years and then you go in the store to to rent a violin and you start playing it and they're like uh, uh -huh. what's uh -huh. going on here uh -huh. Uh -huh. i can't explain it i just know that i always knew how to play maybe Wow. I don't know those that believe wow. in reincarnation. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But then they finally okay. believed me. Oh, okay. So you took right to it. I mean, you just got, you yeah, jumped all I, in. I knew exactly extinct, instinctively how to hold the bow, how to hold the instrument. I wasn't like, you know, uh -huh. doing all this, uh -huh. like uh -huh. playing tunes. First time I wow. picked it up. Wow. Okay. So as far as like this, the, the featured violinist that you are, how old are you when you did this in, in this particular, was it a show or a movie or, I saw where it said a short, which is a. Yeah, it was it was my very first IMDB credit in nice. Hollywood. Nice. So it was, I don't know, maybe 2000, I had just gotten to LA in 2000. Oh, okay. So okay. maybe it was 2001, 
2002 mm -hmm. was my very first and mm -hmm. got paid little to nothing because I wanted the IMDb credit. There you I go. Wanted my, I came here to be an actress. I wanted the credit. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just, it, it's um, 2081 is a very futuristic short. It's a really mm -hmm. fascinating and which is very relevant today about people that in society that you put handicaps on or you're born with mm -hmm. a handicap, say mm -hmm. you look different than anybody else, everybody uh, else, you, the color of your skin is different, your hair right, is different, right. you, you know. Mm -hmm. And so there's a society where you have to put on handicaps if mm -hmm. you are a certain sector of the society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what the short is about. It's amazing, amazing oh, okay. short little film. Okay. And you said when you came to Hollywood, you came, you came to be an actress. I mean, you went to Hollywood to, to, to get an acting. Yes. Okay. I wanted to be the black Lucille Ball. Yeah, really? <laughs> How did that one come about? Please do tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just like everybody else, I adored Lucille Ball I, from the time I was a little kid watching the black and whites when I, you know, when I grew up. The show was mm -hmm. obviously on before I was born, but, mm -hmm. you know, I was just drawn. <clears throat> I was drawn mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. If I saw I Love Lucy on in the furniture store, I was like, if uh. I saw it on during a... Uh, I don't know, at, at my godmother's house, I was just drawn to the television. Oh, okay. And, you know, a lot of my comedy, especially my physical comedy, is derived from her. Nice. Yes. Um, so I, I came here wanting to wanting to do that type of comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Had you had had you had acting lessons? Uh, I'm sure you had, like b before you moved from <sighs> No, I, I had acting Memphis, lessons. Right? Yeah, I had acting lessons by default in Memphis. Okay. Um, okay. I was cast as the lead a lot from the time I was eight years old in school mm -hmm. plays and what have you. And once I got to be sixteen, I had my first professional acting mm -hmm. job on a professional stage in Memphis. Um, awesome. And it just kind of grew from there. I didn't start okay. singing until I was eighteen, so I didn't start doing musicals until I was out of my I was out of my teen years. Okay. When you say you didn't start singing, you mean do you mean professionally? Because I mean, you, I mean, coming up, I mean, on violin and piano and all that. I mean, was there a was there a voice there that you heard or, and just ignored, or you just had it just wasn't there for you? No, it just wasn't there. That's why oh, okay. I know it was a gift from God because I I asked for it. Oh, okay. I remember asking for it in the fifth grade, and it was finally granted to me when I was eighteen. I started taking lessons. In the fifth grade. In the fifth grade. Awesome. And you know, it's like you you know these things, but you ignore them, like mm -hmm. you said, mm -hmm. or you don't really know they're there because you've never tried it. So some some mm -hmm. things you don't know that you can do. Mm -hmm. For me, I knew I could play the violin, but okay. singing was, you know, it was just something that it was in there, but I couldn't define. I couldn't okay. identify what it was that was wanting to get out. So by the time I went to college and was a violin major, and you know, when you're a music major, you got to take all the other classes. You have to take yes. singing classes. You have to had to learn how to play the clarinet, the trum <laughs> trombone, trumpet. Believe it or not, I was great at the tuba. I was great at the oh, sousaphone. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and you mentioned trombone. When when I was playing piano, uh, this was in my search to find a second instrument, right? Yes. So when I when I get to high school, 
well, you know, we need tuba players in the orchestra, in, in, in the band, in the marching band. Do you want to play tuba? Okay. <laughs> and I don't know, was it like you where you had like the, the big thing that like twisted around you with yes. the big bell over you? I have oh, to okay. sit down. I have to sit down. I can't do marching band. No. <laughs> I played drums in the marching band when I was in high school. But... Oh, really? You were in the, in the, was it the drum line? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. We had 17 the years I was in high school between 17 and 22 people in the drum section. It was amazing. We had an amazing drum section. Awesome. Yeah. With that many people, I'm sure. Yeah. So, and you mentioned trombone in there too. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is because from tuba, I graduated trombone. So I'm kind of partial to that part of your conversation as well. Did you play trombone for a little bit? You know, I tried. I didn't understand the positioning. Like I understand uh -huh. on the violin. That's what the violin and the trombone have in common. They both have seven positions. Mm -hmm. And I could not find them. I could <laughs> on the oh, okay. violin. You'd ask me where six position is. I'm like, here it is. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Trombone. Uh, <laughs> I was the best at clarinet and tuba. Which go figure. I don't. Oh, know. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, as we mentioned before, you're you're originally from Memphis, from Memphis, Tennessee. What was that? What was, what's it like growing up in in Memphis? I, Memphis is one of my favorite cities. I, I, is it I, really? Oh yeah, I, I liked it. I, I liked it when I came here. And I, I'll tell you, when I first got there, real quick story. When I first, the first time I visited, um, our my 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 driver at the time, I'm like, you know, hey, you know, I want to go, you know, see Elvis's place. You know, I gotta go see that, right? And he's like, really? That that's it? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what else is there? And Kim, he broke it down. <laughs> Elvis became, I mean, from the top of the list to the very bottom of the list. Oh, you know? come on. Now, yeah, I mean, I mean, he was there. I mean, I definitely went. I, I went there, but there were like all these other places that, that's there too. That I don't think a lot of people realize <laughs> is there in Memphis. It's it's awesome. You know. You know, there's a lot there. There's mm -hmm. Beale, there's Beale Street, Beale where Street, a lot yep. of famous musicians started. Mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. a, Elvis Presley used to go up in the clubs when he was 12 years old Tell it, and sneak please. up into the clubs to watch the musicians play. Billie Holiday's on a club. There's a club that I used to sing at down mm -hmm. on, on downtown on Beale Street mm -hmm. where Billie Holiday's gloves and shoes are still tacked to a shelf on the wall. What place and is you, that? Do you remember? Oh, okay. I cannot remember okay. the name okay. of the place because okay. the names change with management, you ah, know. Right. You're and right. so I You're and right. I, it may not even be called the same thing today. It's on Beale Street though. It's on Beale Street. And okay. you know, nothing can replace the musical legacy mm -hmm. of that city. Um, mm -hmm. you know, like it or not, Elvis was a big part of yeah, he was from Tupelo. Yeah, BB mm -hmm. King was from Mississippi, but they mm -hmm. claimed Memphis, Aretha Franklin was born mm -hmm. there. Justin mm -hmm. Timberlake was born there. Mm -hmm. I, I grew up 10 minutes from Graceland. Have I ever seen the inside of it? No, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it was always a big deal to drive past his place at Christmas uh -huh. and uh -huh. see how it was all lit up. It was a mm -hmm. tourist attraction then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I say it dropped down to the bottom of the list, I, 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 let, me, let me rephrase that. It wasn't the top of the list like I like I had planned on doing. It, it it kind of moved down because again, I mean, like I said before, there was like so much I didn't know until I actually got there. And oh my gosh! It, and like you said, it is a music mecca. I mean, there's like things yeah. music musically and all that's all that that, that that happened, all that. I remember I drove by the Lorraine Motel and I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, so you went yeah. before it was a museum? Um, actually, no. 
it, it's a museum. No, it was a museum when I went. It's the, uh, is it the African-American? The Civil Rights Civil Museum. Civil Rights. Did right, you get right. a chance to go through it? Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Amazing. Tough. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is, you know, but yeah, it was amazing for me. So, um, so again, I guess, you know, I, I kind of digress, but as far as like you're growing up in Memphis, what that, what was that like growing there? Um, were you part of the music scene in, in your, in your years or in your early years? Not in my early years. No, I, cause I was just a goofy violinist, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was just a goofy violinist. I, uh -huh. I played in every orchestra, every symphony I could get my hands on every time I just constantly it was like, I'm telling you, it was like the little toy violin. Mm -hmm. It was attached mm -hmm. to my neck. Oh, okay. All the nice. time, all the nice. time. And my parents taxiing me back and forth, you know, all city orchestra, all state orchestra, solo and ensemble, and, you know, all those chamber orchestra, symphonic mm -hmm. performances, Memphis Youth Symphony is, that's what You're I did. all in. That okay. was the music okay. scene for me. I didn't start singing until I was 18 when my, my, um, one of my teachers where I had to take a voice class said to me, hmm, sing that again. And mm -hmm. she played, mm -hmm. and this was in front of the whole class. <laughs> and mm -hmm. she said, sing that again. And she played again. And she said, I've never met anyone who's been able to do that before. Okay. Nice. I, to, to this day, I don't know what she was talking about. It was a piece from uh, the, the opera Hansel and Gretel. So okay, I got classically okay. trained while I was a violin major and mm -hmm. decided to minor in vocal because this teacher said, you know, I think you should take the singing a little further. You can still play the violin because I know that's how you got here on your scholarship and all of that, but you should take singing a little more seriously. Okay. 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 Did you have like influences on, on both violin and, and, and vocal when, when you started singing? Were there people that you followed or people that, you know, hey, I like that person or like, you know, especially yeah. as far as violin, because like you said, as far as like the, you know, the nerdy violinist or whatever, with me, it was the nerdy, the nerdy pianist. <laughs> you know, I did not have um, violin influences until I was, uh, until I was a little older, like maybe mm -hmm. when I got to college. Mm -hmm. um, Itzhak Perlman, is mm -hmm. my benchmark mm -hmm. for everything. Mm -hmm. But growing up, it was probably the concert mistress of the Memphis Symphony. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, wow. it was probably the concert mistress. I, I loved her. I, uh -huh. I loved watching her play because uh -huh. she was so excited. The music would almost get her out of her seat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and as far as singing is concerned, the first time I saw Shaka Khan on, on Soul Train, I was like, who is that? Uh-huh. 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 And, and you know, grew up listening to Aretha because my dad played, you know, the records all the time. So Okay. I'm going to kind of jump ahead to um you were a contestant on the voice. Finalist. Uh okay. Yes. Finalist. Yes. More than contestant, one of the finalists. And one of the songs you sing speaking you, that you sang, speaking of Shaka Khan, is <laughs> Tell Me Something Good. Tell me something good. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me don't get me going <laughs> um like i said i jumped in i want to come back to that but what is it like um, when, in your orchestra days what was that like playing in, in, in this big massive orchestra for you yeah <laughs> do you see the heaven on my face that's why i asked because I, I know that feeling i just want to get that from somebody else <laughs> the most exhilarating my mother made sure she exposed me to a lot of different things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and she took me to see Porgy and Bess, the full, full stage production when I was 12. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we got really good seats. We had orchestra seats. And of course, yeah, all of the pageantry going on on the stage was mm -hmm. just breathtaking. But me, as a violinist of six years already, mm -hmm. I'm looking in the pit. Mm -hmm. I'm watching mm -hmm. the bows all go in the same direction, just fascinated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that that was a that was a big deal for me, and I knew I hadn't I hadn't played in a huge symphony at that time. I played in orchestras when I was twelve. Uh -huh. But getting the chance to play in a symphony the first time is just the most exhilarating thing ever. I don't know if you remember Eugene Fodor. He was um, a, a violinist that won the Tchaikovsky competition years ago. Okay. And with the orchestra I was in in college, it was a community orchestra from all professional people from all over Tennessee would mm -hmm. converge and do a concert three or four times a year. And as a student, you got a chance to play in those concerts and play with some of the most some of the best musicians in the world. Nice. It nice. was amazing. It was amazing. And, and that feeling, like you said, that 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 look of heaven on your face. It was definitely I caught that. And I, I that feeling. I I love that feeling. And and the power that's there. And you're part of like that big power in the orchestra. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you got on that. Um okay, so you go from there and you I had already talked about going to Hollywood and you're an actress. It, it, am I do I have the order right? Is it orchestra actress or orchestra singing actress sort of they, okay. they all kind of crept up and converged together yeah. at some point yeah and like i said that's why i'm glad you're here because i mean you pretty much covered it all you covered you covered it all <laughs> so so what's that like your your experience in hollywood when you get to hollywood um was it an audition that called you or was it like it's time for me to go i mean what was it, it that, it's that time for me to go because okay. from the time but um from leaving Memphis to the time I got to LA, I made a little seven year pit stop in Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was cast um, in the national tour of Ain't Misbehaving in Nell Carter's part. Oh, okay. And I did that tour for three years. And then we did a sit down production of it in the Twin Cities mm -hmm. for a year. And then I just decided I would stay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for another four. Okay. So, and, but then after, after seven years, I had performed on pretty much every stage in the Twin Cities. I was outgrowing the city. Okay. I got to ask, was Prince ever in the audience? <laughs> I have been told that uh -oh. he used to come in drag. Uh-uh. Are you serious? I have been told. So he could disguise himself. Okay. Okay. And of course, I'm, I'm sure you haven't heard any kind of review that came from his mouth. I, I, I'm, it must have been good. I mean, he was there. He was there and he stayed. He stayed. He stayed. Yeah. Someone said to me after, did you see the lady in the red dress? I was like, no. You know who that was, right? <laughs> like, no. No, you're working. I'm working. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh -huh, uh -huh. Wow. The, the biggest face-to-face -face review I got in the Twin Cities is um, the Righteous Brothers were in mm. the audience when I mm -hmm. played at a blues club with my band and mm -hmm. they stayed the entire two hours, call me over to the table. 
they just sat there like kids in a candy store. They were having a great time. Wow. That's awesome. That's really yeah. good. Really good. Okay. So from Minneapolis, you go and you fill in the blank. If, if I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you go to the LA from there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I outgrew the Twin Cities and it was about, you outgrew the Twin Cities. it was about time to, to launch some bigger ships. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And is that where the acting happened or where did, where did the voice come in there? Um, the voice didn't come until I had been here maybe about 10 years. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. has you had some acting gigs in between there or pretty much with everything you've done, I'm pretty, pretty sure you've done like, you were able to fill your time in that, right? Oh yeah. I started out doing musicals when I mm -hmm. first got here. Um, mm -hmm. there's a guy named Don, Don B. Welch. Um, he puts on a lot of plays and musicals here in Los Angeles. And then, um, I got my first speaking role on television in 2009 on Bones. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's okay. when I started doing film and television. So I've done about 13 years uh, oh. in film and TV. Oh, okay. Okay. How is that? How is, how, you, again, from musician to, to stage actor to TV and movies. And I think there's a, vo there's a couple of voiceovers in there as well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. How was how was all that? <laughs> what, you know, what do you mean? I mean, you know, I mean, you, 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 I, I, I'm a musician. That's that's what I do. Okay, now I'm going to jump into acting. Okay, well, I'm I'm an actress too. Well, I'm a vocalist. Well, you know, I'm gonna I can do that too. I mean, to to I don't know. It's like like I said, and I can't say it enough with 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 everything that you've done. I mean, okay, let me ask. Let me put it to you this way. As far as like the the. Uh, um you know, acting or whatever. i know i know because i'm not an actor <laughs> well let me just maybe this will clarify thank you <laughs> when when i when i started out doing music professionally mm -hmm. and like i said i got my first acting gig on stage at 16 professionally mm -hmm. I decided that I wanted to be proficient in five areas of entertainment. I knew I wanted to do entertainment. And you and had that so, number picked out? You had the five? You had that number picked out? I knew out? the five. Oh, okay. I okay. knew the five. I said, I'm going to train and be as good as I can in five areas. Mm -hmm. And it, one of them's going to be, of course, I've got my violin already. Right. I'm an instrumentalist. I am going to train with dancers people that are respected and take some classes. And I did that. I want to be trained as an actor. I, I got trained by some of the best actors in Memphis. Do you remember, um, oh God, what was his name? Calvin Lockhart. Oh my gosh, I know that name. He was in a lot of the black exploitation movies and uh, he was also Diane Carroll's love interest on Dynasty back in the oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I was trained by, by Calvin Lockhart. Wow. Okay. Great, fantastic actor. So mm -hmm. then I decide, okay, you got the instrumentalist, you got the, the dance training, you have the acting training. I didn't actually take a class, but coming up through all of these shows and watching and paying attention and taking notes, mm -hmm. you learn a lot. Mm -hmm. And then I decided I wanted to do modeling. I wanted to do plus size modeling because I was mm -hmm. coming up at the time in the eighties and I went to school for that. And then of course the singing. Mm. So it's not like I just, Oh, I think I want to do that. 
oh, I think okay. I want to be an actor today. Oh, let me just take some pictures. And no, I, mm -hmm. I took each discipline very seriously from the time okay. I was 18 okay. and decided, okay, I am going to intentionally gear myself toward these five little prongs in entertainment because I know that you can't just be a comedian anymore and you can't just be a, a singer anymore you got to have slashes behind your name not like you want to do everything because there are things that you know i'm not great at and i'll let you know i'm not great at them mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. what i have intentionally trained for i will definitely step up with confidence and say okay yeah i do i know how to do that okay and i guess that goes back to my question because like i said because you have done it all how do you find that folks that how do you find the focus that you know okay this is what i'm going to focus on and you're intentional about it this i'm going to stay here and i'm going to do it and i'm going to do it well and when i do that well if something else is there then we'll jump into that but for now this is it i mean when you said that on your way to la you stopped off in minneapolis and you were there for seven years i mean mm -hmm. stage acting and that's that's a big deal because no. I thought I had to pad my resume. I didn't feel comfortable with my resume just mm. coming out to Los Angeles. I realized I should have come anyway mm. and not made that pit stop. But why? You know. Why? Why is that? Because I mean, I, I'd imagine that, that again, the, the, the stage actress thing, I mean, that, that's a big deal. Um, why? Why did I feel like I needed to pad my resume? No, no, no. Why do you feel like looking back on it, you, you feel like maybe you shouldn't have done that? Did I get that right? Yeah, because well things happen as they do and you mm -hmm. i can't change the past but right. and, and i don't regret it mm -hmm. but i do kind of wish i had come to la earlier because when i got here i didn't realize there were so many beginners out mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. and things i had done i had come a little bit farther than a lot of people who had just gotten off the bus and i didn't realize there were so many that had just gotten off the bus with no training or no anything I just mm. made sure that I knew what I was doing before I came. Okay. Okay. So that did make it easier for you to, for you to, to, to acclimate yourself when you got to LA. I mean, because you a, a did do all easier, this. Stuff. A little easier. I mean, you still have to fight your way in past the gatekeepers and fight mm. your way mm. up into the ranks. I look at it like a barbecue. You are in the backyard. Those are the people who've never been to the house before, but they're guests <laughs> at the party. And then there are those people that, kind of been to the house maybe a couple of times they know where the front yard is and they go up there and have their little conversations and that's where all the good food is uh -huh. and then uh -huh. there are the people the a-listers that uh -huh. are inside the house they know where the bat <laughs> they know where the bathroom is because they've and been they know where their and they know where their favorite chair is exactly so <laughs> i have moved myself from the backyard to the front yard of hollywood and now i'm trying to get in that damn house there you go there you go <laughs> I love that analogy. And, you know, I'm going to use that somehow, somewhere. I'm going to use that. <laughs> That's yeah, great. That's great. Um, so, uh, uh, and we, we kind of touched upon the voice uh, earlier. If you can expand on that a little bit, what was that experience like to, to um, you know, the whole audition process, the performance process? Oh, my um, gosh. Uh, okay, please. I, it, it was like a rocket ship taking off, not in, not inside the rocket, but outside. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. I tell okay. everybody, it's like somebody said, Kim, just straddle this rocket and we're going to mm -hmm. strap you on and get ready. It was like, mm. whoosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it went very fast. I was very, just going to say, I imagine things move pretty fast on that. Very quickly. I, mm -hmm. I remember uh, going to um, a viewing party 
Mm -hmm. to to watch my blind audition because my my episode was going to air it was a day after super bowl i'll never forget it and Mm -hmm. i'm riding in the car with my friends to the viewing party and of course it's all the voice is already playing on the east coast feed Mm -hmm. so i'm riding along and i'm scrolling my phone and i'm getting all these twitter notifications and i'm just scrolling and i'm like oh my god and my friends in the car like what's the matter I'm like, oh my God. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, what's happening? Uh, uh, I said, uh. I just got like 1,500 new followers on Twitter in the last 20 minutes. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh. It was, it was, it was crazy. So yeah, yeah, audition process. I I really didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we have to. (laughs) We have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I auditioned mm-hmm. for Sunday's Best. I had auditioned uh, for Star Search a couple of times. Next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. even auditioned. Shh. Uh-oh. The Apprentice. For the. Okay. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> I was um, just. Can, I, I can was, we ask? Can we ask what that was like? next <laughs> okay got you that's what that's why that's why i worded that really carefully so. it was a it was a wasted day i never should have gone ah uh, really but you really? know not not in terms of what what you want to think but it's just it was just a wasted mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. um so yeah Understood. i didn't want to do the audition for the voice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you didn't did. want to do it no no oh, okay. because my, all my friends were going down to the the forum where they were having the auditions and i'm like uh, ah, you guys can go down there i've slept on the ground i'm not doing mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i'm mm-hmm. not camping out for that's so why mm-hmm. i can be number 236 so they went mm-hmm. and some some of my friends that went down there all of them are amazing singers none of them got in none of them got through wow and there was a little cabaret show that I was doing in Hollywood. It's a, it's a cabaret show. It, well, it was. It no longer exists. It's called, mm-hmm. uh, it was called Upright Cabaret. Mm-hmm. And it was basically for professional singers. And you go down there and you <clears throat> give the song to the pianist. And you never know who might show up on the mm-hmm. front row. It might be Bonnie Raitt. It might be Michael mm-hmm. Feinstein. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, all sorts of people will come. Oh yeah, this is the place to go when you go to LA, like when you uh, went to Memphis, right? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. And mm-hmm. um, through that show, the voice contacted them and said, oh. "We hear you guys have some great professional singers on your show. Send some of them this way." And so I got an appointment to sing and didn't have to stand in mm. line with 150 nice. other people. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I didn't even want to do that audition. <laughs> it's uh-huh. like. I'm done with all of this. No, uh-huh. I'm done with this, all this reality stuff. I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. done. But you got on there and it, it worked out. It worked out for you. Doors kept opening after mm-hmm. my first audition. They just, mm-hmm. okay, you've, you've mm-hmm. made it to the second round. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And what's what, one of the finalists? One of the finalists. I was very happy uh, in the position that I ended up at mm-hmm. the end of the year when i got eliminated from the show there were only three weeks left in season two so mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. i did well i was gonna say by then are you like okay i'm over this it's time to move on um you don't know it until you get eliminated uh, okay 
you okay. don't know it because once I got eliminated, I felt like, can we just just sing now? Can mm -hmm. we, mm -hmm. Without mm -hmm. being judged, can we just sing? I just <laughs> sing. Do, yeah, do what you do. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 pressure, and it's a buildup of pressure that you don't even realize mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until you you get through the end of the season. The pressure just gets more and more and more. Uh, okay. And I was having a great time. I didn't feel it. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you don't, you don't know something is working on you until after it's after it disappears. Very true. Very true. Um, so what are you doing now? Uh, uh, what, what, what part of your, your resume are you working on now? Um, are, 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 are there, is there like a, an, an acting project, a CD project, a music project project? What, what are you working on now? What's going on with Kim Yarbrough now? Um, I did a couple of, a few, a few TV shows during quarantine, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. worked three times this past year. Mm -hmm. um, the last two are very recent appearances. I appeared on an episode of Shameless about two months ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a scene with Vanessa Bell Calloway. Ah, Vanessa. Uh -huh. an, an associate. She's a buddy of mine. And it was uh -huh. great to do a scene with her. I actually played nice. her best friend in the scene. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then I was on an episode of Keenan, Keenan Thompson's new show, mm -hmm. His new show. about mm -hmm. a month ago. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been doing that. But during the lockdown, um, I've just been recording in my home studio at home because there was uh it's my first animated show i'm a series regular on a show on netflix called kid cosmic mm, awesome. kids are loving it adults are loving it mm -hmm. and i play uh, a regular character on that show and i've been recording all year mm, during lockdown okay. i just had my mm -hmm. setup here at home and yeah so mm -hmm. that's that's what's going on right now mm -hmm. um I'm starting to work on a new CD. I'm starting to um, compile and call some songs that I think I want to do. And the scales have both on them. Mm -hmm. They have gospel songs on them. <laughs> and then they have jazz songs on the other part of the scale. Mm -hmm. And it looks like the gospel side of the scale is getting more weight right now. Mm. Are you writing? Are you going to write anything? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good, good. Let me ask you, and, and we mentioned COVID and with the, you know, like last year and you, you were able to get some things going, you know, work, work during that period. Um, what do you think of like overall, what do you think of the business um, both uh, before COVID and, and during? What do, you, what do you think, do you have any opinions as far as like where the business is headed? Um, well, my agent always says this, Anytime we have a lull, and this has been a big lull mm -hmm. last year in 13, 14 months, um, year and four months, excuse me, um, it booms back bigger than ever. Mm -hmm. There is so much television right now. There was a lot of television before. Very true. Mm -hmm. um, with, with and to that and to that point that you just said, I remember, I mean, even during this, I, I remember hearing that a lot that, you know, hey, we always come back bigger and better, you know, after things like this. And yeah. I guess with me, the thing was just that part of it after things like this, we've never been through a thing like this. Yeah. You know, 
So how and 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 of course naturally we're going to bounce back. But you know, did you did you ever feel that it was going to be a lot more? It was going to be more difficult to bounce back because of this thing. Um, I kind of figured it's going to be. I, I kind of figured it was going to be exactly the way it's going. Mm, People mm. have this fairy tale in their heads, like there's going to be a delineation. Mm -hmm. There's going to be this line, and then the heavens mm -hmm. are going to open up and we're all going to be free and go back to normal, whatever right. that is, whatever that is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's a new normal now, mm -hmm. even the, the people that are in charge, the, you mm -hmm. know, people that run the CDC and people that are making the laws and the rules, nobody knows what they're doing mm. because mm. no, that's why it's called the novel coronavirus because mm. nobody's <laughs> gone through this before in our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. in, in our lifetimes. And so, you know, people, they're, they're just doing what they think is best. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's going to come back in stages. It's not, I don't think it's going to just boom, all of a sudden, it's going mm -hmm. to crawl its way back. Mm -hmm. And so there have been some productions in Hollywood that have still gone on, in spite mm -hmm. of that's why I was able to work. Um, the shameless actually did some scenes where the actors were masked because they wanted to go with what was going on what in society and i think that was very clever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um you know you have to cer follow certain protocols you still have mm -hmm. to get True. COVID tested twice a day on some sets every other day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. put your mask on and they have a hermetically sealed box you put your mm -hmm. mask in when you mm -hmm. do your scene and you mm -hmm. grab it from the hermetically sealed box when you put it back on so uh, okay. um okay. it's the protocols are very strict which i'm i'm comfortable with mm -hmm. i'm, I'm mm -hmm. so glad about that mm -hmm. but yeah i think it's going to come back bigger than it was before and it was already pretty huge mm -hmm. um with all the television that's going on everybody's got a network now apple tv amazon right. facebook watch mm -hmm. you know and so, yeah, it's it's gonna make a crawl back, but it's mm -hmm. it's. I don't think it's going to just open up one day, and you know, mm -hmm. it's gonna rain gold coins. It's 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 a great thing for for you. You you mentioned as far as like TV and and movies and and all that, like like coming back, especially uh, not coming back, but I mean like really blowing up like during this period. What a great thing for you that hey, you know. I can do that too. <laughs> that's why. Uh huh. That's why I started with the intention that I did when I was mm -hmm. 20 years old. I'm going mm -hmm. to be proficient because, and this is how I decide what takes priority at the moment. Something is always going to be popping mm -hmm. in one of those five areas. Sometimes it's not the acting. Sometimes it's the singing that's popping. Sometimes I only sing three or four times a year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get so many calls to do modeling and print ads and, you know, something going on every week. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I, I, I teach these little kids music on the side. I teach, um, I teach private lessons. I have a few students because mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. want to pass it on. Mm -hmm. I got come from, from a very long line of educators. Mm. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's, that's something else. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, you kind of touched upon that as far as like advice or, or, or whatever to those that are up and coming in, in the business, 
what advice would you offer them, you know, if they decide they, they want to take us, not take a step, but they're, they're, they're in, you know, I, I want to, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do it all such as yourself. What, what, what advice do you, would you offer them coming up in the business? If they're at the point where you're talking about where they've definitely decided that this is what they want to do, mm -hmm. study, 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 find yourself a mentor that not someone that is on the same level as you or just above you, but find someone who is doing what you want to do. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a firm believer that you, you know, you can't be tutored on how, how to be a millionaire by someone who, who is not. Mm -hmm. They've never mm -hmm. been there. How can they tell you the road to take or awesome. suggest which paths to go? So right. you have to study and, and study makes you more educated and it, it um, sharpens your spidey senses mm. where you can sense, is this legitimate? No, this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. You know, the more you get educated about a thing, everything about it, the mm -hmm. more you can make wise and discerning decisions regarding what the next move you should make nice. in, in your career. So Great. study, stay in an acting class, stay, take vocal lessons. If that's master your instrument. Mm -hmm. um, Prince was locked in the band room every single night until they kicked him out until the maintenance, <laughs> until mm -hmm. the maintenance people, maintenance people kicked him out. Right. Right. learning every instrument in the band room, especially the piano mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the guitar. So yeah, sometimes it gets a little lonely, but you just have to, you just have to keep going. Great. You just have to keep going. And you know, if, if something is not happening to your satisfaction, that's when you change it up a little bit, mm -hmm. you throw something in there, throw some salt in the game, mix things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, because mm -hmm. one of the one of the big mistakes you can make is trying to make something work for years and years as clearly not working. You have to mm -hmm. reassess what's not working pretty much every day mm -hmm. and go with what's working mm -hmm. at the moment. I'm, I'm not a big believer in swimming upstream. Uh. <laughs> you got you got to work. You got to fight. But unnecessarily swimming upstream. Doesn't mm -hmm. do anyone any good. And there, there it is. Awesome. Awesome. Um, before we close, I, I do have to ask you, I've read your blog um, on your father. You did. Oh my gosh. And if you could talk about your father a little bit, I, I love the blog. It was, it was like, man. You know, thank you <laughs> and for I remember saying when, that. Awesome. Oh yeah. When I read that, I'm like, oh, I got to be sure to remember to ask her about this. Please talk thank about you. your father. Thank you for saying that because I was just thinking yesterday, I need to take that blog down because nobody reads that part of my website. Nobody cares. <laughs> so I need mm. to take it down and either put something else up there or take the blog out completely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad you said that. Um, I, you know, I, I will I, say this, if, if you don't mind, keep it up for a little while longer. I hope people that, that, that tune into this tune into your 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 website which is by the way www.kimyarbro.com okay uh check out kim's website and check out her blog and um i don't know how i can ask you to do this without like just saying like everything but anyway i like i said i wanted to ask you about your father if you can talk a little bit about your father 
okay, my dad, <laughs> my dad was a, a man of many talents. He's mm -hmm. a man of many talents. Um, he played harmonica. He taught himself how to play harmonica. He, he grew up in the country in Tennessee. <laughs> the he taught himself how to play jazz piano by ear. And a lot of his friends, my dad was the kind of person who walked down the street, everybody knew him. Mm. He knew everybody. We mm -hmm. couldn't walk five minutes. Hey, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. life of the party. Mm -hmm. And um, when my mom and dad brought me home from the hospital, Phineas Newbern Jr. I don't know if you've heard of uh, Phineas Newbern, the pianist, mm -hmm. the jazz pianist, Phineas Newbern Jr. They were all buddies of my dad's. My family toured and played with B.B. King. So we always had music around the house. And the mm -hmm. night they brought me home from the hospital when I was born, that night was no different my dad's buddies didn't know and they dropped by wanting to jam and they jammed until four in the morning my mom was not happy but it, <laughs> it, it set the tone for my life uh -huh, uh -huh. it set the tone for my life and um mm -hmm. my dad was he was a beautiful man mm -hmm, and he knew mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. and i he, got that from your blog i totally got knew, that he knew it uh -huh, uh -huh. and i would spend endless hours watching him get ready for work or wherever he was going you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. just watching him in the bathroom took hours and i just mm -hmm. sat there just fascinated mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so by the time i was 12 i decided you know what i'm gonna do everything that dad does and then we were fighting for the bathroom because when <laughs> i grew up <laughs> when i grew up we had a, a one bathroom house one bathroom house right <laughs> Right. How and it was a and it was a tiny little thing. <laughs> yes. Do your business and get out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, with that, I'm, I'm going to close on that because like I said, you know, that 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 blog on your dad, I mean, that really touched me. And I thought, you know, people need people need to read this. So um, you were just saying you were thinking about taking it down. Keep it up for a little while longer, if you don't mind. <laughs> I will do that just because you said. Thank, oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. And again, um, in closing, thank you so much for doing this. Thank, thank you for taking you. the time to do this. And um, thank you for all your advice. And thank you for doing what you do. I've, been, <laughs> I've so enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Kim yeah. Yarborough on the playground where the players play. Thank you again. Thank you. <laughs>